0: Welcome to the DHB where Hillary and Sonia will give monthly tips to help you thrive in both your personal and professional lives.
1: To do a deeper dive into these concepts, check out our membership and consulting pages at thedheffect.com. So today we're going to settle into trust
0: and what it means to trust. We actually oftentimes call ourselves trust catalysts, especially when we're going into companies, but also when we're working with individuals and families. It's this idea of getting really granular on what does it mean to trust and to be trustworthy, because that is truly the foundation for everything that we do together. It really is. So we're going to, I mean, is
1: that? Yeah, actually, I, I think trust is so core that anytime that you feel like, oh, this is, there's a certain ick or I'm kind of stuck. If we challenge you, if you chisel down you know, give yourself the chills it down more to the core, we guarantee you it probably is an issue of trust, which is why it's so important. It is. And it's so
0: funny that you should say core, because a lot of times when we talk about trust, we start with people and they're like, oh, it's the other person. It's the other mm. person. They're not trustworthy. But really it's, it's helpful to revisit with the four cores of credibility from Stephen M. R. Covey, which for those of you who are fans of Senior Covey, he's the one who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. His son came out with the speed of trust. And there really is something to be said for how when we do, I mean, we know this really well. We work together so well. We trust each other implicitly. I know you've got my back. You've got my back. We don't have the misunderstandings. We can
1: get, don't you feel like we can get places faster? Oh my gosh. And the more when it becomes innate, when we don't have to be so, we didn't have to practice a lot, but we do every relationship you have to practice. But then I'll tell you when it becomes kind of this automatic the productivity, the convert. It's just amazing. It really is. And that is what we're
0: oftentimes again, called in to do with companies and, and the rest of the people that we work with as well, be these trust catalysts, the start, the starters of this, Mm -hmm. but you have to start out by understanding what is trust and trust is really two parts. It's not just the character. And we tend to stop there. We think of it as character Mm -hmm. period. You're trustworthy or not trustworthy, but how do we show that? And that's really the second piece of that. And it's your competencies. Mm. And so there's really four parts and it starts by analyzing ourselves. So we have these two sections and the character piece is made up of how you're really showing up. We talk about that a lot. Are you showing up with loyalty? Are you showing up? Are you showing up with a decided heart? Are you showing up with all your virtues and being the best version of who you are? So that's the character piece. The second piece of that is your intent. Why are you showing up? What is it that you want? Do you have an agenda? or are you being intentional? Do you have a purpose? There's a slight differentiation there. Mm-hmm. And as soon as somebody starts to question your motives, everything
1: starts to fall apart, don't yeah. you think? Oh, for sure. It's like, oh, wait. And then you think, why are, why are my motives being questioned? Is it because this other person doesn't trust me, or am I not being able to show this person that I, I, I do have intention?
0: Absolutely. And that's something, again, in fact, we're working with a company right now, and we're studying this in detail and having these conversations. And we just had a really big conversation this week, huge. And it was on the second half of trust, which is the competencies. So you come in and we tend to judge other people on their behavior, what we see them doing, which is really those skills and and the capabilities and the results and ourselves and our intent. Well, I meant to do it right? So we got really real with these people. If they had to individually come to grips with the second half of trust, these competencies, am I really skilled? Am I sharpening the saw? Am I learning more? Am I growing? Am I open to what other people have to teach me? Am I teaching others? Is there humility involved? All of these things, this growth mindset, right? right? I know. Big (laughs) Big fans of that. And then the second part of that is the results, Oh, that was an eye opener for yeah. people. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, wait, but I'm calling the client. Great. Did you close the sale?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One is the action, is the motion. I'm in motion. I'm doing things all the time. I'm busy. And the second is, but did you get it done? What was the final result? And would you hire you?
1: Oh, that's a big question. It was well, a like a big. big
0: question.
1: It's like I'm showing up with my work ethic. Well, that's a great that great great, and I'm I'm doing the things, but really the outcome really shows if you're doing the things well. It does. It does,
0: and it starts in the whole thing around our theory and actually the theories that are out there as well is this all begins with self assessment. It all mm-hmm. starts with you you know, trust in relationships starts by, am I being trustworthy? Am I showing up in a trustworthy way and really getting real with yourself on that? And that's what transitions into the interpersonal, the relationship yeah. trust. And that's you true. have such a great example I of relationship. Do.
1: Trust. I love, we love, you know, um, sharing an example. And so right now we we work with families through a teenager's educational path, college admissions, what happens after high school and whether you resonate with the story because you were once the teenager or you are a parent raising a teen or any, it doesn't have to be a teen. It can be of any age. But, uh, so we were working with this family and the teen comes in, Uh, there's a, some trust issues, right? A conflict, There's ick going on in in the family between mother and son. They couldn't really figure it out. But when we facilitated this and, you know, the son's like, I'm so independent. Um, So here's the integrity, right? Like Bobby, Bobby is a teen. He wants to claim I'm independent. You know, actually, I'm ready to move out tomorrow and I'll be just fine. Well, this is an issue for mom. She doesn't have that trust yet. Why? because mom is wondering what the what are the motives for him to claim this this wanting to be independent and move out i she really wants to believe it but she's micromanaging so that that's a whole lot of energy
0: mm.
1: when you're micromanaging it's not a good feeling to oversee no it's not even Ugh.
0: it's not just not a good feeling but it actually communicates to the other person that you don't think they're capable you don't trust them yep <laughs> well, what was
1: happening is they lacked an agreement. Yeah. Well, what does independence even look like? Yeah. As a parent, what would I like to see in you as you claim your independence? These are the things, and I'm making it really transparent. So they had to work on an agreement of what that looked like. And so without an agreement, there is really no trust to build upon, right? Mm-hmm. And so that per- that first part of character, the integrity intent, really has to align for this these two, um, you can even think about it in the workplace. It could be an employee, a co or a supervisor and employee, uh, interpersonal, really there has to be that gel, right?
0: That's, I mean, I think that's one of the number one things that we get called to do in companies as well. And it is that idea of a community agreement, because when you're coming with different ideas and philosophies and diverse backgrounds and cognitive diversity and so on, You're not intentionally trying to show up and be, uh, you know, at each other, but you're just coming from a different place. So getting on that same page with intent and with integrity, huge. For sure. So
1: then we go to that part two. So the great thing about the conversation is that we were able to kind of facilitate. And so we did help them build um, intent What does independent look like for the teen son versus the mother? Did they agree upon that? And there was this nodding of agreement, which is that first step. And you can almost feel the energy Mm. of them leaning in. Mm -hmm. And so, that part, too, in terms of the uh, intent, right? Mm -hmm. So, the capabilities, well, these are the things that we would like, I would like to see um, as a mother in Bobby you know, it's, you know, uh, the time management skills, I'm always calling on your behalf. I'm embarrassed when you don't return calls. So can you communicate better with other people in your life, so I don't have to step in, that would be an amazing skill to develop. Mm -hmm. And also, if you are not in a rush with procrastination, this is not just a teen thing, folks, procrastination, (laughs) this is a society issue. Mm -hmm. Right? Why do we wait to the last minute? And so that really makes other people nervous. And so, we together was helping build a skill set with Bobby. What does time management look like for you? He's practicing, he's practicing, and over time, guess what? Mom starts to notice results. Mm-hmm. She is not having to follow up more often, and so it was. Oh, and now he's she, uh, mom's not witnessing Bobby going to bed in the middle of the night because he's finishing things earlier. These are the stepping so- stones. Of letting, And we, you know, in the parenting world, it's the letting go. Letting go doesn't happen when you move out your kid. It is a whole process of seeing this trust building, mm-hmm. seeing, I call it seeing the evidence, but the skill set, the intent, everything is transparent. And then you can let this young person be the independent person he claims to be.
0: No. And that's so, and the thing is it translates so well, right. To business because in, in the house, we call it micromanagement. I mean, you call it the same thing in business. We see it showing up as command and control, but you get command and control as a parent too. I've been there before where I'm looking in the mirror at night and I'm like, Oh, I did not do that. Well, that that was not, that was, that was about me controlling today. That was not trust and run, Mm. but the other party also needs to build the stepping stones of that trust as well. Um, but what a great place to be Mm. when you are so thoroughly, uh, connected to one another and yourself that you're like, you've got this. I I trust you
1: go run. Trust and run. I love that imagery. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the truth is that trust always starts with us when we are trustworthy, when we've really thought about our integrity and who we are, we show up as that consistently when we really think about our intent and we ask ourselves going in, what is my motive? Do I have an agenda? Or do I have an intention to understand and be understood? It's very different. Mm-hmm. Am I making sure that I'm getting better every day with my skills, and my capabilities? And finally, am I ultimately getting results so people know they can trust who I am?
1: <sighs> so amazing. So hopefully this is helpful to you. What's that first building? I mean, I actually the book, a Speed of Trust is a great book. If you mm-hmm. want to get started or just reach out to us and figure out this is where I'm at. This is where the ick is. We would love to help you uh, kind of find that first step for you.
0: Absolutely. Because ultimately when you choose to be trustworthy, when you have a decided heart moment and choose to be trustworthy, you are going to attract those who are also trustworthy to you so model the way and you will love you will love what you build around you thanks for taking a beat with us feel free to connect with us at the and schedule your complimentary discovery call to help you and your business thrive